Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Welcome back with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. Our guest today is life coach, speaker, author, and the Transition Bridge podcast host, Debbie Roinka. Debbie is also a friend of Stan and mine. Debbie, we are so glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you both Stan and Katie Beth. It's a real honor to be here. Well, so to jump in, I was hoping, Debbie, you could take just a couple of minutes and tell our listeners who may not have heard about what you do before a little bit about your background and a little bit about how you came to be a transition life coach. Yes. Thank you for that question, Katie. It's interesting. I used to mentor moms, young moms in particular, for many years. And I felt a shift in my life that there was something else for me to do. And, you know, actually spent some time praying about that. And I felt led to become a life coach. And so I studied. And in my time of studying and certification, I also learned about transitions and the actual process that's required if you want to do a transition in a healthy way, in a productive way. And so I just started looking back on the transitions in my own life and thought, gosh, I wish I knew someone who understood transitions, or I wish I knew someone who could help me process all of those emotions that I was going through at the time of that transition. And for me, it was that empty nester transition when I, my children were leaving home and I was going into that next season in my life and how to embrace that and step into what was next for me in my life. In fact, that is the typical questions you will hear in times of transition. What's next? You know, where do I go from here? And so I became very passionate about helping women in particular process the transitions that they experience in life. I love that. Thank you. So tell our listeners a little bit about the real process and how you use that to help your clients. Yes, I thought, you know, I'm a very visual person. And so I came up with the idea of using a bridge to help people visually see that bridges are the transitions in life that take us from where we currently are to that next season. And how are we going to get across that bridge? And that's where I created the proprietary process called REAL, where first I help women recognize the symptoms that they're actually experiencing transition. We can go through seasons of high frustration or lack of motivation. Like this is not just something you feel over a weekend. This is months that you're feeling this continual emotion and our emotions are trying to speak and let us know something's going on. But we cannot recognize that that's a symptom of a transition. You've lost your motivation for a reason, and transition's trying to pull that purpose and reason out of you. So I help them recognize the uh, symptoms of a transition, and then we evaluate. And what happens, uh, Katie Beth, in times of transition, all of our inner struggles and challenges just get magnified. So if you could see yourself walking across that bridge, 
First, she takes the courage to get up on the bridge. And as we're crossing to that next season or direction, we can experience our limiting beliefs that are letting us, they're actually saying to us, you're not worthy to go to that next place, or you're not capable, or you have a lot of uh, struggles about your mindset. This is too difficult. I'm not going to be able to do it. And this is where I say we can get stuck in the messy middle on that bridge. So we spend a lot of time in evaluation, what is going on? And sometimes even it's a wound of life that has not been healed or dealt with that keeps us from moving forward. And once we get past the evaluation, then we begin to align, which is really a surrender, not in weakness, but in strength, a surrender of what we need to let go of. So we're able to embrace the new because transitions are a story. Our lives are a story of transition and we're always closing one chapter and opening another. So if we're always rereading that last chapter, we can never open the new. So there's things to let go of. And we do that in the alignment phase. And then we ultimately come to the place where you're on the other side of the bridge and all that needed to be processed within you to prepare you for that next season or direction in your life. You find yourself in a place of wholeness and clarity. You can live now in that next season, not taking any of the baggage that we were supposed to leave behind with us. There's a saying, the transition tunnel is not large enough to bring all of that with us. And so there are things in life that we're supposed to get let go of during certain seasons of our lives. And that's where the transition has its greatest work. I love that. And I love that it feels like very much a 360 approach to transition. And there were lots of nuggets I would love to address in what you just said. But one thing I want to point out is to some degree, I feel like we're always in some sort of transition. You know, this is the type of knowledge that really anyone can use, at least for me, I feel like we are always and of course, we have young children. So having mentored so many young moms, you know, when you have young children, your life is always in some sort of a transition, your children are never in the same phase, the skills you need as a wife and a mother and an employee, and all the other things that we are as women kind of keeps us in a constant state of transition. And so I love that your life coaching isn't just a general life coaching, but really focuses on changing and walking through a very healthy process to move forward. I love that. Stan, before we jump in, and Debbie, I still have several things to ask you about, so don't think you're off the hook. What questions do you have for Debbie so far? So Debbie, you and I met because we were writing a book about the same time. And we remember we met at that at our publisher's retreat where all of us who were in the midst of writing a book were going through all the anxieties of writing a book, which are many, by the way. You have this great fear of people laugh at me. Well, they think my book is crazy, you know. And so, but when I saw your book, I immediately thought, wow, this book that you wrote is so compelling because it speaks to a need that is so obvious, but is so ignored by all of us. And it really has to do with just finding creative ways to tell the people that we care about, that we care about them. And I want you to talk about that for a minute, because that just, to me, I just think there's a huge vacuum out there in the world that, you know, how many times have we all, and I'm speaking to myself, how many times have I not said the things I need to say in a way that's compelling? to people that I love and care about. Oh, gosh, that is so true. And sometimes the busyness of life, like we have the thought, 
but then our schedules get in the way or we get distracted in that that very life-giving word. And we've all been there. We go, oh, I forgot to mention what a great job you did or what you mean to me. So yes, Dan, I do remember meeting you at that event. And you're so right. Writing a book does have a lot of anxiety to it. And I always love to just share this part because these are the mindsets and the limiting beliefs we have when we feel like we're called to do something. And I know you felt called to write your book as well, which I have loved. And for me, basically what happened is I spoke at a retreat, a women's retreat about the spoken blessing and how we could use the power of our words to bring life. And I shared what my family had been doing with letters. And the women afterwards were saying, please teach us more about the letters. And then someone said, Debbie, you should consider writing a book. And I'm sharing all this to inspire and encourage anyone who's listening who feels called maybe to write a book or you have an idea, but you're not sure or you're feeling insecure about stepping out and doing it. And that's how I felt, Stan. I thought to myself, who will want to read a book about letters? What value is that? It's valuable to my family, but is it valuable to others? And so I sat on that for two years. It was sad to say. And I finally went to someone who didn't know me. I found a coach and I ran the idea by her and ideas I had for the chapter and just talked all about what my family has been doing for years. And I asked her, is this book worthy? And she got silent. And I was thinking, oh my, here comes the professional letdown. But to my surprise, she said, Debbie, I'm getting very emotional. This book must be written. And that inspired me to do it. And like you said, Stan, people need to hear these words. And it was interesting that I was letting my own limiting beliefs hold that back. And I always love to share that story because who knew the book would become an international bestseller as a result? So I just want to inspire anyone who feels called to do something and you think, well, maybe it's not such a big idea. You know, God can take the most, the whatever he puts in your heart and bless it and use it to help people in this world. And yes, people need to know that their words have power. Their words have life. And we have life in the power of our tongue. We either build someone up or we let them down. And so Wouldn't it be wonderful, especially in the times that we're in, if we can be purposeful and intentional with our words to speak life, especially to those who are longing to hear their value and worth. I believe all of us have a deep longing to be loved, valued, known, and celebrated. And we have that gift inside of us to give to others. One thing I know is that a blank sheet of paper or a blank computer screen is a really intimidating thing. So I think there are a lot of people who are listening to this podcast right now who would love to be able to write a letter and say what's in their heart to all kinds of people, parents, children, spouses, friends, neighbors, you know, whomever. But when they they go to do that, they get out a blank sheet of paper or they pull up the they open up their, their laptop and it's a blank computer screen, you know, and so that's really intimidating. So what's so great about your book is that you've provided a roadmap. Well, you've really dropped the breadcrumbs to give people like this running start 
on this letter. You've got examples. So people could actually read your book, find examples that are pretty close to what they want to say to somebody in particular, and take the content that you've created and go in and, and type that up and then go edit it to what they ex- want to say exactly. I mean, you can, I think what your book does, it, it gets people about 80 or 90% where they want to be anyway, right? And I think it makes it much more likely that they can really do it without the heavy lifting of, of having to dream it all up, you know, without clues. I love how you describe that because it's so true. You, you just look at a blank piece of paper and you wonder, where do I start? And I did. I felt it was important to have a template of some sort to give you some ideas, like where to start, like tell the person specifically what you love about them, not just I love you. Or think of their talents and gifts and, and write about what that is in the letter. And there's so many different ideas. And of course, our children were adamant about our letters being put in the book. So I'm glad to hear that you look at those letters as, as also ideas to where to start, where you can actually use humor as well and be serious. It's all of the emotions mixed in one. Yeah, you really, what you've done with this book has made a, Terrific contribution. And I think everybody listening should order up their copy. And what's also great about your book is it's not, you don't have to schedule a two week vacation to read it. It's a simple little book, right? It's what? It's just barely 100 pages. And look, yeah, I have but, my copy right here, extra points. I've got my post it notes in there for you, Debbie. And yes, it's just a little over 100 pages, a very quick, very easy read that leaves you with some very easy action items that you can get started on very quickly. Sorry, Stan. I jumped in, but I wanted Debbie to give me extra points because I have my book right here by my yep. uh, by my computer. You got them. <laughs> and we'll put a link to it in the show notes, too. Oh, great. Great. Absolutely. So, so, guys, be sure you check out Debbie's book, The Family Letter, and we will give you the places where you can get that, and we will link that in the show notes for you as well. But, Debbie, don't think that you're done. We've talked about a couple of different things so far, and there's still a lot that I want to get to. So. Changing directions just a little bit away from the book, but staying kind of in that same vein. You also, well, there are a couple of things. So let's talk about this first. Like us, you have a podcast. So tell our listeners a little bit about what they can expect from an episode of the Transition Bridge podcast. Yes, podcasting really is a lot of fun. It's, I love having different people come on. So the whole heartbeat of my podcast is about the transitions in life. So my guests that come on will have a transition story that they have been through. The whole podcast is for the benefit of the audience to learn how to embrace, grow, and be transformed by the purpose and the power of the transitions in life. So they'll hear someone come on and talk about their loss of health transition and how they processed through that and how they found the courage to move on. People will come on and share when their whole family had to move to another city and how that affected his wife and his son and what he learned from that. So everybody shares their struggles and how they transitioned. And I will also coach along the way to ask those specific questions so that everyone can learn. And in addition, I'll have experts come on that know how to deal with trauma because we can be traumatized in time of transitions, depending on what we're going through. There's conflict. 
So I had a conflict expert come on and teach us how to have resolution in conflict. So it's a learning tool and there's always a unique story. So I invite anyone who has a wonderful transition story, even a difficult one, all transition stories. If you'd love to be a guest, I'd love to have you, including you, Stan and Katie Beth. Well, like I said, I would be honored and I'm always in some sort of transition phase. So that's great. You know, we are since last we saw you, we've added three new kids to our family. So that's certainly been a transitional period for us. We now have got, we now have five children total. And so that's certainly a, has been a, a big transition for us and a big transition for our kids, our, both the new kids that have come in and our kids that were already here. And so as I said earlier, we are always in, I feel like, a phase of transition. And that's true with our business and the work that we do as well. We're transitioning a lot of things with the law firm. We're transitioning a lot of things with our other company, the Legacy Leaders Network. And so having some tools to really be able to make those transitions successfully and deal with negative past experiences or trauma that comes with that. You know, I think that's such a powerful thing and such a powerful tool to help people move forward in a healthy direction. Transition is not something I feel like society really addresses well, especially I think for women, it's kind of that like you just, you know, put your lipstick on and move on um, type of mentality a lot of times. And so having some great tools in the toolbox that I know that you have, Debbie, something that could really be powerful for uh, all of our listeners. Well, thank you, Katie. Absolutely. Another thing that I wanted to ask you about, and then I promise I'm almost done. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a series that you have that touches on uh, probably uh, trauma and transition as well called the Roots and the Reasons series. Tell us a little bit about that and what your clients and what listeners could expect from the Roots and Reasons series. Yes, what I did is I created three mini videos, one's on mindsets, one's on limiting beliefs, and the last one's on the wounds of life. These are the heart of what happens when we are in times of transition. So I teach about what are mindsets and how they affect us and how if we have a toxic mindset, it actually becomes like a stake that we put in the ground that prevents us from moving forward. If we always look at something impossible, too difficult, I will never get this done. It literally prevents you from moving forward. Instead of having a growth mindset or a healthy mindset that says, it's difficult, but I'm going to give it a try and learn, you open doors of possibility of just saying, how can I do this? And so teaching people about mindset. And the limiting beliefs to me is always so tender because mindset is about events, but limiting beliefs are about what we feel about ourselves. And the root of that actually comes from what others have said about us, to us, or have spoken over us. And a lot of that comes from childhood and growing. If we were not valued, if we were neglected, if we had things spoken over us that broke our heart or left us feeling unloved or unworthy, we will never be able to rise up into that space that we're called to walk in or walk the path that is in front of us that God has given us to run that race in this life. Those limiting beliefs keep us under a lid. They keep us small. And so helping women and men discover what that limiting belief is. And the wounds of life, we've all been wounded. We've all had times in our life, life hurts. 
life has a lot of setbacks and struggles. But if we don't allow that wound to come up and be recognized and let it have its voice and have its time of grief or issue the forgiveness to yourself or to someone else, that wound will always be triggered in life and always set you back or always hinder you. You will not be able to run your race in full speed. You will just kind of be limping along. And so I love to help people identify the wound and the root of the wound and where it came from, why it's there. And let's take that out so you can experience the freedom that you're meant to have. That's wonderful. I love that. I love that. So here is my last question for you, I promise. And this one might be the most difficult. But my question for you is, through the work that you do in all of these different ways with life coaching, with your book, with these different series and things, what is it that you hope that your legacy will be? Mm, That is such a beautiful question. In fact, for the season of life that I am in, in fact, I've created a group coaching program. It's called Regeneration. For it's a season of significance, contribution, and legacy. Every woman reaches a season. There's different transitions according to the decades of our lives. And when you get into your 60s and beyond, it is about legacy. And it's all about what it is that you can impart to others. What can you leave to others? And so for me, my legacy, I want it to be about how I am impacting the life of another person, how I'm helping them rise, how I'm helping them heal, how I'm helping them recognize who they are, who are they created to be. So I want to be that life-giving words of encouragement and value to a person. I want to leave life giving words. I want to know that what I have said and what I have done has changed someone's life for good and that they're a different person because we've met. That is amazingly powerful. And you're speaking to me too today, Debbie. Yes. Thank you for that. We're in that season. That is beautiful. Stan, do you have any other questions for Debbie while we still have her on the podcast? No, I'm just glad I had the opportunity to participate in this conversation today. Absolutely. And Debbie, as you were talking, and for our listeners, Stan and I have met Debbie in person and had her out to speak at events and really is just a wonderful speaker and person to spend time with. So as you were speaking, Debbie, I thought, you know, every time we get to hang out with Debbie, she feels like just a warm hug. Like, I just love to hang out with your personality is just so peaceful and encouraging. And so thank you for just all that you do to encourage people through the different seasons of their life. We really very, very much appreciate it. And thank you for being on the podcast with us today as well. Well, thank you so much for having me. Stan and Katie Beth, you are like family in my heart. I have just loved you from the beginning, from the moment that we met. There was just instant camaraderie and bonding. And I'm just honored to know you and call you friend. And I appreciate all that you are doing to make the world a better place. Well, thank you, Debbie. And thanks to everyone who tuned in today. Our guest today was Debbie Ronka. For more information about Debbie, her work as a life coach, or information about her book, her podcast, or her training videos, you can visit DebbieRonka.com, and we will also link it for you in the show notes. Debbie, thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. 
You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.